you stand to your feet with us this morning if you're in the room? Man, if you are watching online, thank you so much for joining us. You can stand to your feet wherever you're at, unless you can't, unless you're watching in a car or something, then I guess you can't stand to your feet, but you can still worship with us. It is Baptism Sunday. It's a great day to be in church. I told first service, there's nothing like just proof right in front of your face that God's still moving, that he's still working. He's still bringing dead to life. He's still redeeming people. Amen. So this whole, this whole worship set, can we just be thankful of what God's doing, of the lives that he's changing? Can we remember when he changed our life, when he brought us near? And can we celebrate that this morning?
stirred, your faith to get stirred up this morning. Can we just declare my God is able one more time? My God is able to save and deliver and heal and restore anything that he wants to. Just ask the man who was thrown.
just if you're saved, lift your hands right now. Lift them high. We're going to sing that, that, that part. I won't be shaken. I won't be moved. Go ahead. I won't be shaken. Come on, sing it out to him. My God is faithful, His promise is true. So I speak to the mountains, oh it's time to move. My God Come on. is lifted high, I want you to just thank Jesus right now. Just tell him thank you for your salvation. Thank you that he changed your life. Just thank him right now. God, thank you. You didn't get saved when you wanted to. He hunted you down. God, we thank you for that. Thank you for changing our lives. Lord, we love you. We honor you. We bless you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. This morning we've got, uh, in the second service here, we've got some that God has changed their life. Salvation is still the only forever miracle. Amen? And so uh, we're excited about what the Lord is doing. Amen? All right. This is my friend Finley. <laughs> Turn this way. And Finley has been really excited. She's been asking for months and months to be baptized. She's been asking her mom, and she came through my discipleship class, and she said she's ready. Finley, do you have Jesus in your heart? Are yeah, you going to follow him all the days of your life? It is with a great joy that I get to baptize you. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Well, Send your hands forward, please. Lord, we just thank you for Finley, Lord. I want to just pray over her life, Lord. I pray that you just seal this, Lord. Let her, let her just go out into this world, Lord, as she goes into school, as she goes into the community, Lord. Let her just be on fire for you, Lord. Lord, I pray that you just continue that fire inside of her, that hunger and thirst for you, Lord, that you just grow it in her, Lord. Everything that she's learned, that you just continue that, Lord. Those foundation, Lord, that she just continue to grow in you. And we just thank you for everything you're doing and you're gonna continue in Jesus' name. We pray against every... Um, every curse, every word curse that's spoken, every generational curse, we just break them, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. friend Aria. Aria started coming to Covenant Kids on Wednesday nights she, when she was invited by a friend. She enjoyed it so much she started coming on Sundays. Um, last baptism Sunday she and I were sitting in the back. We were watching the baptisms and she just looked over at me and she goes, how do I get to do that? So afterwards she and I got to have a talk and she made the decision to ask God into her heart and it's just been awesome to watch her relationship with the Lord grow and see the change in her. So, Aria, 
Do you have Jesus in your heart? Are you gonna serve, serve him all the days of your life? All right. I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. All right. Lord, we just thank you for Aria, Lord. Lord, that she is just a precious gift, Lord. Lord, I thank you for the fire that you put in her, Lord. Just the, just everything that you've done, Lord, the change we have seen, such a change in her, Lord. You have literally brought her from death to life, Lord. And Lord, I just thank you for what you're gonna do in her family, Lord. And Lord, I just pray that you continue to stir up, Lord. We pray against any generational curse, anything that's been spoken against her, Lord, anything that would try to rise up against her, I pray that she'd just become a warrior for you, Lord. That she'd just go out into her community, that she'd just go out into her school and just be completely sold out for you all the days of her life. In Jesus' name, amen. This is Darlie Williams. She comes to our journey youth here at Resurrection Life, and she wanted to express her joy in Christ. And Darlie, do you have the Lord as your Savior? And and so, <laughs> what will by the power invested in me through Jesus uh, will baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Lord, we thank you for Zarley. We pray that you open doors that no one can close, and you close doors that no one will open. Now, we ask you to bless her in Jesus' name. Amen. our friend Palmer. So, Palmer, you got Jesus in your heart? Yes, sir. <laughs> That's awesome. Good upbringing there. Palmer, I want look at me. I want you to know Jesus loves you. He's got a great plan for your life, and you'll follow him all the days of your life. It's with great joy I baptize you, my sister, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Extend your hands this way. Father, in the name of Jesus, God, you said you would save them by households. God, you said you would change them. God, you said let the little children come to you. Don't, don't forbid them. And so, Father, we bless her right now. We break every curse and every plan. Satan, you lost another one. And, God, we just bless her with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Been talking with Drew for a while. We missed the last one for some reason. 
last baptize, baptism. And uh, Drew, you got Jesus in your heart. You're going to serve him all the days of your life. And I know the Lord has done incredible things in your life. And I'm excited for that. It's just the beginning. So, Father, it's with great joy I baptize my sister in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Come on. Amy, come here real quick. I feel like you're supposed to lay hands on her. You okay with that, huh? Okay. Yeah. They questioned me, but oh, yeah, and Amy can hear that. Get yeah. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, we lay hands on this precious handmaiden. And God, I thank you. You have called her by name. And God, we bless her right now. Every plan of the enemy falls off today. God, she is marked and sealed in your Holy Spirit, Father. And we thank you for that. And bless her in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. This is our friend Jaden. So we're excited about you. Jaden, have you given your heart to Jesus Christ? You're going to serve him all the days of your life. And uh, this is Joel, where right. you at? Oh. Right there. Come on up here close. So, uh, Jaden, you know, God has a plan for your life. Doesn't matter how you begin, it's how you end with him. Okay? And so I want to encourage you. You love the Lord and you'll you'll lead this child to love the Lord. Amen. It's with great pleasure I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Extend your hands this way. Father, in the name of Jesus. We break every curse. We break everything. I pray that she is sealed by the Holy Spirit today, Lord. Today is a new day, Lord. And I bless her in Jesus' name. Amen. Jillian. Amen. Jillian, you have Jesus in your heart? You're going to serve him all the days of your life? One of the things I just found out about Jillian, maybe I knew this before, her grandmother, that's terrible. And now that I think about it, her grandmother was one of my high school teachers. And so your grandmother made me who I am today. So Jillian, you're going to serve him all the days of your life? It's with great joy I baptize you, my sister, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.
extend your hands this way. Father, in the name of Jesus, I bless my sister with grace and peace and joy. I bless my sister, Lord, with your hearing ear to hear your word. And God, let her know your presence all the days of her life. In Jesus' name, amen. doesn't love me because now I can remember her name, same as mine. Um, I met Jamie in a life group, a grief share life group. And as she was telling her story about losing her mom, it's just like the Holy Spirit walked up behind me and said, she doesn't know me. And it just broke my heart for her. So I waited till after class and I just asked her, would you like to ask Jesus? And girl, it was like, yes, I want to. And it has been such an honor and a privilege to watch her on this journey as the Lord has just been everything to her. So, Jamie, do you have Jesus in your heart? Are you going to serve him all the days of your life? It is my honor and my privilege to baptize you, my sister, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Yes! (laughs) So, Father... I just ask you right now in the name of Jesus that you would seal the work in her heart. Lord, I thank you so much. I come against every word curse that has been spoken over her, anything that would hold her back from knowing you completely, Father. I speak restoration. I speak healing. I speak forgiveness over her, Father. Lord, I thank you for bringing her into the family, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. I love you, my friend. Come on, that's good stuff, amen. Well, if you'll just stand back to your feet with us as we continue worship. Man, Baptism Sunday just, it just gets me hype. (laughs) It's just like, come on, baby. We're gonna sing a song that I'm sure most of you know. And it's easy to kind of just sing songs that we know and that have been around a long time and just like, man, I remember that song. That's a nice song. But as we sing this song, man, make it personal. And I want you to remember where you were when the Lord found you. Where you were at when he, when he called your name. Don't just let it just be some lyrics. But man, thank him for his love this morning.
remember the sacrifice and honor the sacrifice this morning.
morning, can we just lift our hands to the Lord and celebrate the goodness of the Lord to us? And one of the young ladies that we baptized earlier, Pastor Allen, looked her in her eye and said, God knows you by name. Can we rejoice in that this morning, that as a child of God, that he knows us by our name. We're not lost in the crowd, but he knows exactly what we need and when we need it. So, Father, we thank you, Lord, that you're the type of God, the type of Father that knows our need and meets our needs, Lord, in your time because you're good. And we thank you, Lord. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Give the Lord a hand, Crafter. Thank you. It's so good to see each of you. For those of you who may be visiting with us for the first time this morning, and we know that we have some because whenever we have baptism, we have relatives that come. And so that's great. And we're glad to have you. Our visitors always add a lot to our service. So we welcome you. And the RLM family would like to welcome you. So family, welcome our guests. Amen. And we just ask you that if you are visiting for the first time at the end of the service, go out the double doors. There's a visitor's kiosk. We'll ask you to fill out a card that we might have a record of your visit, and you'll also get a gift. For those of you who are regular members of RLM, we are so glad to see you. And those of you who join us online each and every Sunday, we're so glad that you have joined us too. So if you would, pay attention to the screens. There are a few things that are going on at RLM. Our Ecuador mission trip is coming up soon. The information meeting for that is going to be February the 18th, immediately after both services in the West Wing of the Picayune campus. If you have any questions for Picayune, you can contact Kaylee Kiros and for Popperville, Larry Wilson. We are growing as a church family. If the Lord has called you to be part of our church family, we are going to have a new family member reception. That's right, it's coming up on Sunday, the 25th of February. It's happening at 7 o'clock in the CKM Auditorium. The only thing that we're asking for you to do is go online and sign up because that helps us better prepare for you. See you then. Our La Jolla missions trip is coming up on April 15th through the 20th. We will need construction workers, we need electricians, we need laborers. You'll be able to work on the orphanage, be able to work on the church and the farm. If you want more information, see Kaylee Kiros or Larry Wilson. Hey Rich, how you think my new glasses look? Man, I can see things so clearly now. Hey, if you're in Young at Heart, we're going to have a Valentine's celebration. That's right. We're going to be having our Valentine's Banquet Saturday the 17th in the CKM Auditorium. All we're asking for you to do is go purchase a what? Ticket. For only $10 per person, and it's barbecue from Dixie King. If you need more information, contact Dan or Maury Finley.
If you miss, man, if you missed the Beast Feast last week, you missed it. It was a great time. Brother Allen's going to say something about it. He's never seen so much fried chicken in his life, but it was a whole lot more than fried chicken. We had a lot of food, a lot of fellowship, a lot of fun, and a lot of foolishness. But it was good for, to see men get together and just laugh and enjoy one another. So this morning, let me mention uh, before our time of giving the offering that we have a full-service nursery in the back and children's church. So those of you who are visiting, you're more than welcome to bring your children back there. Just follow the crowd, and you'll find the place. So if you would, stand to your feet. Are you excited about giving to the Lord this morning? Amen. The God is so good, so good in so many ways, not just, not just through money, but fellowship, relationships, just the goodness of the Lord. So, Lord, as we lift our offerings to do, Father, we revel in your goodness, Father, because it's your love for us. We thank you, Lord. Bless the gift and the giver. In your name we pray. Amen. Praise team a hand. Appreciate them. Appreciate all that they do. And uh, I love volunteers. So I'm glad you're here this morning. Man, it's great to see uh, people, God changing people's lives and uh, affecting people's lives. And uh, I'm excited about what the Lord is doing. Amen. I'm excited about. Uh, all the things the Lord is doing now. We got uh, the 50 and over banquet, Valentine's banquet. Dan Finley, raise your hand, Dan Finley. If you're 50 and oh, man, go and make connections and fellowship. And uh, that's this Saturday night. And uh, do what? Yeah, it is not the 10th. Well, we did have somebody show up. They came and told me, I showed up Saturday night, dressed pretty. I said, that Dan Finley, golly. Uh, 
Uh, I want to encourage you. First of all, the date on the La Jolla trip's a little wrong. We we're gonna we'll have it right there. But let me tell you what we uh, have built an orphanage down in La Jolla, Mexico, and uh, the fifteenth is not correct. It'll be the eighth or ninth. It'll be the ninth through whatever five days that is. And look, if you have skills, this is a a we're going down to work to build to repair to build on the farm if you're a, a diesel mechanic if you're a plumber if you're an electrician or if you just think you're those things you know if you're a board toter uh we're not going to do any outreaches we're just gonna do uh construction work so i just encourage you it'll be april 9th 8th 9th that tuesday whichever that is so but uh I just encourage you to participate in that and, and be a part. And look, it's not too late to join a life group. They just started. So uh, join one, get a part, be a part of that, and allow yourself. Uh, the Beast Feast was exceptionally good. We did. I mean, can you ever really, really have too much fried chicken? I just think no. I, I think... Fried chicken is probably going to be a part of heaven somewhere. <laughs> Fried chicken and bluebell, and you, you know, you can eat all you want and nothing happens to you. Bad. You know, so uh, I'm excited about that. That's one thing heaven, I look forward to in heaven, I get a new body. I think my new one's going to be thinner. And I don't think it's going to jiggle. <laughs> I'm thinking that's part of heaven. Amen. Now, let me, encourage, let me encourage you. I'm not a fan of Mardi Gras. I'm going to just throw this out there just a minute. I know we got a lot of people from the parish that have, have moved up here and everything. You know, be careful. That's all I'm going to say. Just be careful. There are other things to celebrate other than that one. Let's all throw a big drunk, you know. But anyway, I said I wasn't going to say nothing. Just uh, be careful. Amen? All right, everybody rise to your feet. Now, look, the first service, I had to make them do it again. First service, because they were terrible at it. I want you to say, hey, I'm really sure God loves you. But... If you say it with that old nasty look on your face, it just don't mean nothing. If you don't say it with enthusiasm, I mean, you say, I'm sure God loves you. Like, you're so bad, but I'm sure. No, say it with joy. So three people look them dead in the eye and say, I am sure that God loves you. Say that right now. All right, let's, uh, let's read our scripture for the day. Last time, therefore, hear the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the wicked one comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart. This is he who receives the seed by the wayside. 
and he who receives the seed on stony places. This is he who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy, yet has not no root in himself, but endures only for a while. And when tribulation and persecution arises because of the word, not because of the devil, immediately he stumbles. Now he who received seed among the thorns is he who hears the word and the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches chokes the word and he becomes unfruitful. But he who receives the seed on good salt, good ground is he who hears the word, understands it, who indeed bears fruit, some hundred, some 60, some 30. Let's pray. Lord, I'm asking you just to be with us. Lord, I pray for our country. I pray for the Middle East. I, I, God, I ask you, give our, I pray for our leaders. I pray for our president. I pray for our Congress. Give them wisdom, your wisdom, Lord. God, I pray you'll speak to them. I pray that you will just do something. God, this morning, I pray for anything that would keep us, any distracting spirit that keep us from hearing your, your word, Father. I pray that we will hear the word, understand it, and plant it in our heart. In your name we pray, amen. Okay, now we started six weeks ago. This is the last one. We're gonna be moving on to something else, but we started six weeks ago, and if you this is your first one, you can go to YouTube or wherever it is we're on YouTube and and watch all of them, okay? But here's the whole premise of this series. I felt like the Lord said, I'm calling you to follow me and be better this year, to sow this year. I'm not talking about New Year's resolutions. I'm not talking about, I'm talking about hearing God, hearing his call and let him tell you what he wants you to do, and you start doing that. And at the end of the year, you'll go, wow, that was awesome. Progress was being made. Too many Christians are stuck. I'm going to say that again. Now, look, I don't have a long sermon, but I'm going to preach till you get it. Too many Christians are stuck. And we, we're not making progress. I'm not talking about perfection. I'm talking about, let's, because look, there's something to learn about God for the eternity, amen? And so, but I want us to make progress. I want us to get better. I want us to have a harvest in your life, in this church. We started talking about the sower. Deliberate, intentional action. Some of you have no expectation because you have no seed in the ground. There is this phrase. I'm just going to throw it out there. It's always in negative connotation. You reap what you sow. That's God's principle. Amen? God's principle. You reap what you sow. And I know my whole life I heard that negative. Oh, they just getting what they deserve. They re- they throw, blah, blah, blah. Well, 
The church has no faith. We have no expectation because we're not planting. But if I plant good seed, I am confident because the principle's true, I'm gonna reap what I sowed. That excites me. That gets me fired up, man. Sow some good seed. I'm liable to reap a good harvest. Amen. Amen. Some of you need to tell your face that Jesus is still alive. (laughs) Deliberate, but what does it take to sow? It's a deliberate, intentional, purposeful action. And remember, I'm not talking about you flipping your world upside down. Small seeds reap big harvests. Maybe God just wants you to have family time. You know, small seeds reap big harvests. It always multiplies. And remember, we're not talking about your choices. We're talking about his will, his way. His will, his way. If you do it that, I can always have expectation. I'm excited about the future. Some of you going, oh, we're going to hell. I remember my dad used to say, if it gets so bad, God's going to have to resurrect Sodom and Gomorrah and apologize. And I said, wow. Do you understand, if you put good seed, God says, I'm going to reap a harvest. And it's his will, his way, doing it his way. I can expect that seed to do something great. Amen? Some of you, I know you think I'm talking about money. I ain't even mentioned in money. I'm talking about your life. Some of you mean as hell and mad, or get mad when somebody's mean as hell to you. You reap what you sow. That's why I want to be nice. I'm nice to servers at restaurants. If you're one of those complaining people, don't, don't eat with me. See, I believe they give me more when I'm not. You look so lovely. Thank you for being here. They scoop more. Do you understand? You got to trust the seed. What kind of seed are you sowing? We talked about the soils. We talked about the seed, the word of God. You got to sow it in and you got to sow it out. We spent a couple of weeks on that and we spent last week talking about the soils. Now this week I want to finish up with the soils. Verse 22, I want to talk about the last two. Verse 22, it says this. Now he who received the seed... What is the seed? The word of the kingdom. Whatever God is saying. He says, the thorns, among the thorns, he hears the word and the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word and he becomes unfruitful. Now there's two things that, that oh my God, have I seen this. There's two things that jump off the page. First of all, Chokes the word. He doesn't say you kill it and you go into hell, throw it in your fiery furnace. Chokes you off. That's a slow death. How many Christians have I seen that loved God, but they got choked off and choked down, and now they're not even serving God at all? And look what he says. What is the punishment here? What happens to Christians that have this happen? unfruitful. That means we're going to stand before the Lord empty-handed. 
unfruitful. Wow, what is he saying there? How does this happen? Man, can you imagine coming to heaven and being that, 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 that servant that buried the gift inside of him and didn't do anything with it? I don't want to be that. So here's what he says. Two things that make this happen. The cares of this world. Now, I want to explain that to you because that doesn't make a lot of sense because I got cares. I got them. And they ain't going nowhere. And they're multiplying. <laughs> and they're showing up at my house for dinner. Hey, what y'all doing? Me and Amy were fixing to go out. What y'all doing? Well, I guess we're going to eat dinner with y'all. And then, you know, and then, oh, I forgot my wallet. I mean, they just multiply. Kids everywhere. Uh, I got cares. All my kids wanted trucks. I love it when my sons are starting to learn. My, my 21-year-old got a new truck. He bought a new truck himself. I'm so excited for him. I'm jealous. All of them are driving nice trucks, and I'm driving a minivan. What, what is wrong with that? But he found out that 21-year-olds that had an accident, insurance is brutal. He called me, hey, will you, this is terrible. I said, man, it is, but you got a job, you're on your own now. I got cares. I got to do things. So what is he saying there? It can't be I just sit around and pray all day and move out to Montana and get a, get a ranch and say, Hide from the world. That can't be what he's saying. Can't be that bad stuff ain't going to happen because we know bad stuff's always going to happen. What does he mean there? Well, it's in the word. The word care in the Greek is a combination of two words. Are you listening? Please hear this. First word is to divide the mind. The cares of this world. What Satan wants to do is get you divided in your mind. What do I mean by that? I am saved. I am in the kingdom of God. It is a kingdom of joy and peace, faith, expectation. I am part of this kingdom. I am in that kingdom of God forever. Don't mess with me. My salvation is working. I like being saved. I ain't that Quasimodo uh, Christian I see some of y'all being, oh, I'm getting good, Jesus come. No. Man, I'm in a kingdom right now that has joy and peace that manifests here. But we got this other thing, the kingdom of the world. And it runs by a different set of values. It runs by a different set of rules. It runs by a different set of way of doing life. Everybody look at me. Listen. This is why he's choking you out. Because your mind is trying to live by both sets of rules at the same time. You have a divided mind. We got people like the guy that wanted to do some work for the new church. I said, well, look, I need to, you know, he said, now nah, I'll brother Alan. 
Church is church, and business is business. I went, you will not be doing business for the church. <laughs> See, this is, the, this is the, the, the thing right here. What value system are you doing life by? If I am a blood-bought Christian, I have the Holy Spirit inside of me, there is instant conflict if I try to do the life by this world and this kingdom. Where they, it's okay to hate people. It's okay to do things. It's okay to steal. It's okay to do all that stuff. You live for you. You take care of you. That's what this lives by. Now I know the Bible says, that's what people go, I know the Bible says, but... And there's constant turmoil. There's no peace because the turmoil is inside of you, in your mind, in your thoughts. I'm trying to do life. Listen, I cannot do well in this kingdom with hatred in my heart for somebody else. Can't do it. Won't have, this kingdom says I can have peace. I've watched people go to, de to their death with peace and joy. Because why? In this kingdom, I never die. In this kingdom, I'm going to. I don't care how much good stuff you take. I don't care how much you exercise, you're just gonna die fit. I don't care how much you do Whatever you are, everybody that was born in 1805 is dead from something. So I'm going to lay down this earth through some time. But it doesn't affect this one. See, the problem is, in our mind, we're trying to live by two different kingdom values. It is a care of this world. I ought to be able to do my business, do my family. I, I, don't wanna, I don't wanna stir up anything. I was gonna be very pleasant today, but it, it came on me first service, so I thought I'll just jump in there and stir a little bit and get out, okay? Just a little bit. Don't tell me how much you love Jesus. Show me by the way you love your wife. Just a little twist. See, what I'm saying to you is, this kingdom says I can have peace with that passes all understanding. This kingdom says I can have these things. This kingdom says I can have joy. This kingdom says that no matter what comes against me, it's not going to prosper. This kingdom says I'm never alone. So if I'm feeling those things somewhere, I'm divided. Does that make sense? I'm allowing Satan, the cares of this world, to divide me. I still got to function until I die. I'm still got to function in this, in this kingdom of this world. But the cares of it go through this kingdom. What's your thought process? Some, some of you still think of old things that happened to you. 
people that rehearse things that hurt you, rehearse how bad it is. Oh, my God. I sit around, all the old guys drinking coffee, talking about how bad it is. I remember when the, the women of the church called a special prayer meeting when I was 12 years old because my dad bought him a bought us a pool table and put it in our game room. And oh my God, it's heresy. The pool hall has come to the preacher's house. <laughs> they thought that was horrible. Can I tell you, this kingdom, no matter how screwed up it gets, Never changes this kingdom. But this kingdom can affect that kingdom. Some of you have no joy, you have no peace because you're double-minded. You're trying to do life, well, the best I can. Well, Brother Allen, I'm doing the best I can. Well, stop it. Just stop. Best you can ain't good enough. You need to do it God's way. I need to do it based on these kids. Oh, he wants me to forgive. Okay. He wants me to do this. Okay. He wants me to do it. Okay. I'm going to live by that. God, you have everything. We live open-handed. When you do that, you have Isaiah 26 in your life. Look at this verse. It says, I will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on me. Because he trusts you. I, now, in just a minute, we're going to have an invitation. And I'm going to invite you to come down here and get prayed for. And what's going to happen is, you're going to come down here and get prayed for, and you're never going to have a lack of peace again in your life. No trouble at all. This is, look at that. This is a constant battle. This is a constant thing. Satan screaming at us, devaluing us. Satan is hollering at you. He's trying to plant thoughts in your mind. That's why 2 Corinthians, if you're taking notes, write it down. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3 through 5 says, taking all thoughts captive to the obedience of Christ. You better wake up and understand if you don't learn to take your thoughts captive. I got people that come down the altar. I just want God to take the desire away. I want him just to erase that memory. Well, it ain't happening. You gotta learn to take your thoughts captive. You gotta learn when something comes from this kingdom, it don't get to stay long because I wanna think the thoughts of this kingdom. So I gotta take that thought captive. Nobody loves me. That is a lie. I mean, even, you know, when Amy starts acting, you know, there have been times she's acted bad. Okay, and I would think, I mean, I just wanna confess, I'd have thoughts. I'd be riding down playing 101.9 and all of a sudden, because I'm going through this, she didn't treat me right. Oh my God. And Satan put in, song comes on. You've lost that love and feeling. Oh, that. And, and all of a sudden I'm thinking about, yeah, she has lost that love and feeling. 
I don't think she's kissed me in a week. Wait. I wonder if she's got somebody else. What's going on? Oh, oh. Now, I'm making fun of that, but oh, my God, am I playing a real life. We're having a little fun with it. Some of you are insanely jealous because it's here. Instead of saying, devil, you're so stupid. I know God gave me that woman. And the Bible says when he finds a wife, he finds a good thing. And he says, she's going to satisfy me all the days of my life. And man, I got a good wife. And so that's a stupid thought. And so I take that thought captive and I want to live in this kingdom. And all of a sudden I love her more than I did before I started. Now, look, I know I made a big joke about that, but if you don't learn to do that, you're going to get choked out. You can't come to church enough. You can't go to enough conferences, watch enough podcasts to get it out. Satan will put thoughts in your mind. We are so lazy. We are so lazy. We just let him sow seed and we just let him stay there. Hatred and bitterness and we just roll it over. And we just let it stay there until it affects us emotionally and physically. Some of us are stressed out because we were hurt. And I, ugh. When God says, take your thoughts captive, bring them to obedience to Christ. What is the truth in this kingdom? I don't care what that kingdom says. What is this kingdom saying? When you do that, you throw away cares. You can have 11 kids and still be coherent. (laughs) Because we know where our source is. I don't know what's happening tomorrow. I had somebody at the golf course the other day trying to get back in it. He said, Brother Allen, When you think Jesus is coming back, you think it's close, you think the end times is here. I said, dude, I'm 58 years old. This is my end time. I got, I'm on the way down, dude. I mean, this is, you know, there's a whole lot behind me. I said, so I better live like it is happening. Which which value system are you living by? Because if you're a Christian and you're trying to live by both, it'll stress you out. Second thing he says, the deceitfulness of riches. What is that? What exactly is that? The deceitfulness of riches. Now let me just say something to you. Money is not bad. Bible doesn't say money's bad. Being rich is not bad, but let me tell you something. The more you have, the more you're responsible for. You got to stand before the Lord. Too much is given, much is required. Okay? I'm ready. I mean, I ain't got no retirement. McDonald's and Popeye's got my retirement. (laughs) Trying to feed all them hordes the mother of many nations kept producing. (laughs) I ain't got no retirement. I mean, they dry... You know, oh my God. I told the Lord, I've told the Lord several times. I said, look, I feel like I'm spiritually mature enough. I'm ready to try to handle you dumping a lot of money on me. 
I just, I feel like I can handle the test. I would like to test. He ain't listened, but we're going to keep saying it. Listen to me. Let me tell you what the deceitfulness of riches is. That it's not riches, it's that you trust in, if I have more, I'm going to be okay. If I had a better job, if I got more money, I'd be okay. If I got more stuff, I know people that say, oh my God, I can't ever take a job without health insurance. And I laugh and I say, we ain't never had health insurance. I, I learned through that. They not gonna repossess a baby. They'll let you pay it off. They don't wanna come get that. You know, but what I'm saying is, listen, I, I, don't, I don't understand. Even if you have all the money in the world, you will still have troubles and tribulations and you cannot buy the things that are really important. That is the trick of riches. If I have more, I'll be okay, I'll be at peace. No, if you can't handle $1,000 a month, if you up to your debt and can't, it's God's grace and he ain't giving you 10,000 a month. You just make a bigger mess. Because you're looking to riches, the, the fruit of this world, to give you something it can never produce. See, some of you are clamoring, you're working, you're doing. How about this one? I gotta have my kids, the deceitfulness that I'll look good. If I got that new per, you know, I was blown away when my wife told me. Because, you know, I am a fashion mogul. You know, I am. We were talking about that last night. I just keep wearing the same clothes till they come back in style. You know, I want it to be big and just hang off my shoulders. I, I'll wear it till it goes away. But here's what I'm saying. We think, oh, I got to have, if I could just have that, I'll feel better about myself. I'll look cool if I have those. I mean, bell bottoms have come back. <laughs> I mean, I hated it the first time through. I ain't doing it. But there's this deceitfulness, the clamor for fame. I need followers on my Insta or my TikToking or tweeting. You a tweeter? You know, all that stuff. It's this deceitfulness. The world is going to make me feel better about myself if I just have more of it. That is the lie. And it'll choke you down. It'll choke you out. It'll bind you up to where you become unfruitful. You know, part of the, you know what part of the fruit is? The fruits of the Holy Spirit, love and joy and peace, gentleness, goodness. That's part of fruitfulness. I got that in my life. See, some of you can't lift your hand and go, you are good. You're good. Oh, Lord. Because you're judging everything by this kingdom. Everything in this kingdom is going to burn up. Look, I'm saying this publicly. When I die, y'all can have my stuff. You can have my extensive wardrobe. 
I don't even care. You know why? Because I ain't taking nothing with me. But this kingdom is eternal. Do you understand? When we get divided in our mind, here's what he says, what one author said. We put our confidence in them and we raise our expectations from them. In other words, it has nothing to do with faith in God. I can do that because. Let me give you a quick testimony. Manna has 4, 000, over 4,000 patients. We gave away $1.3 million worth of prescription drugs last year. We have a fully equipped dental clinic with the latest, greatest high-tech. Now, I, I'm not, I don't, I'm just going by what Jamie said because I ain't going. I don't like dentists because I only been to one twice and it hurt both times. And so I said, well, that's an easy deal right there. I ain't going back. You don't pay him to hurt me. High tech, making dentures, taking care of people. You know what everybody told us when we said, Brother Allen, great idea. You will never be able to afford that. Never. Hundreds of people. Wow. Yay, Brother Allen, you're dreaming. Yay. Never going to do it, but yay. Well, according to that kingdom, never going to happen. Well, can I tell you, if you follow in this kingdom, things happen all of a sudden that only this kingdom can produce. Some of you are being choked out of your dream because of the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches. Now, let's talk about, first of all, the last thing, it makes you unfruitful. Your growth, your progress. You ever walked into a bed, uh, walked through the woods and walked into some briars? What's the first thing you do? You stop. Right? You just, you freeze and start trying to back up and take it. And that is a great picture of a lot of Christians I know. You stopped. You stopped growing. Not that I'm asking you to be perfect. We stop having fruit because we got so overwhelmed with this world and this kingdom. How do we get good fruit? That's what I want to Let's get to the good part. How do you get good fruit? Number one, don't allow yourself to get hard. Be quick to forgive. Be quick. Stir yourself up. You know what they do to soil before they plant it? They stir it up so it receives. Stir yourself up. That's why we want you to get involved somewhere and give your life away. Somewhere. Because I know when you give your wife away, life away in this kingdom, did I just say wife away? <laughs> I'm not giving you away, baby. Thank you. Yeah. 
Not going to do it. <laughs> when you give your life away, you always get something in deposit. We're waiting. Some of you are being choked down because you're waiting for somebody to take care of you when God's saying, stir up the gifts within you. Give your life away. Minister, help somebody. And all of a sudden, something gets stirred up in you and you begin to grow again. You can't look. You got to forgive. You got to let the word deposit in you. But then you got to give it away. Some of you have never given away to anything because you're waiting. Well, I'm down. I'm hurt. When is somebody going to take care of me? And God's saying, just, just a little. Stir it up inside of you. Don't allow... Bad seed to be planted. Everybody look at me. I want to teach you a lifelong lesson. You ready? There is nowhere on this side of heaven that you are not going, you are going to get to a place. I don't care if you move to Montana and cut off the internet. You're not going to get to a place on this side of heaven where Satan can't tempt you. And where does the temptation start? Right there. If you don't learn to take your thoughts captive, how do you do that? First of all, you got to plant good seed, the Word of God, being around people that are positive. Stop watching the news. You can pick it up next month and it'll be the same thing. It's like a soap opera. Stop. Be around people. If people are dragging you down, hang out with somebody that's positive, that believes. Planting seeds, stirring you up to good works. Stop letting bad thoughts stay around. I had, a, I had a guy, and I probably didn't handle it. He said, you know, Brother Allen, my great-grandpa died at 51. My dad, grandpa died at 54. My great-grandpa, I mean, my dad died at 52. I said, well, how old are you? He said, I'm 56. I'm on borrowed time. And he just kept saying, and finally I said, dude, I think you might need to go to another church. Because I don't like to be around already dead people. You've convinced yourself you're dead already. Just talked himself right into it. Man, can, can Jesus Christ not set me free from anything that Satan has put against me? Can he not deliver me? Can he not change my stars? Yes, he can. Well, I need to stir that faith up. I've got, if you want good, good ground, I've got to stir up those things and I can't let bad seeds stay around. Can't let it stay in my thought process. You've got to learn to take your thoughts captive. Last thing. Don't worry about the harvest. I know the prosperity gospel guys get on TV and say, look, if you do it this way, you'll reap a hundredfold. Honored. That's the way we say it in South Mississippi. Honored. I think God put those three in there just to tell you, look, just so 
I determine how, how much harvest there is. Is he not the Lord of the harvest? And when you do that, you live with expectation. You live with expectation. Good expectation. Faith would be another word. When you've got good seed in the ground, you can live with faith. It ain't rocket science. Here's what's happening to most of us. We're getting choked down and becoming unfruitful. How long have some of you been saved? I know people have been saved 30 years. If I ask them to pray for somebody, they're like, You out loud? Wow. We are getting choked down because we're living trying to live by two separate value systems. I want to make my business decisions based on that kingdom. I want to do my work. See, I think Christians ought to be the best workers. Because we're living accordingly. It don't matter what they're paying me. Everything I find my hands to do, do to the glory of God. And what you'll find out is, you can always expect to be taken care of. I expect things to happen. I expect somebody to minister to my grandchildren. You know why? Because I remember driving along here and I said, Lord, that morning, Lord, is there somebody I can help today? Is there something you want me to do today? And the Lord directed me to this guy and glorious something happened. It was awesome. He turned his life over to the Lord. I was able to help him physically. I was able to do all that. And... I was on my way home and I said, Lord, thank you for letting me do that. That was awesome. And you know what the Lord spoke to me? The Lord spoke to me and said, I didn't do that for you. I did it for his grandmother who has been standing before me calling his name out. I was just answering her prayer and I just used you to do it. I've helped other grand." I've helped other grandparents' prayers get answered. I'm expectant that God is gonna help ours. Because why, why? That's the seed I've sowed. You reap what you sow. So I wanna sow good seed. I wanna tell you it's time to move. It's time to grow. It's time to follow his voice and start sowing good seed. Some of you are in a bad crop. If you are in a bad crop, here's how you get out of it. You keep sowing good seed until eventually the good crop overtakes the bad. You walk, don't look for a quick fix. Here's what I want to do. I want to pray for you. And uh, my prayer team, come on down quickly. Everybody look at me. In a crowd this size, there's going to be people that don't know Christ. If you've never given your heart to Christ, 
I want to tell you, today would be a great day. I don't say that because I'm the preacher. I say that because Jesus Christ changed my life. Okay? He, he healed my broken heart. And if you don't know Christ, this is the first question they're going to ask you. They're going to come ask you. When you walk up, do you know the Lord? They're going to ask you that. Because that's the only forever miracle is salvation. Second thing, this is what I saw this morning in my spirit. Felt like the Lord saw, I, I just saw some of you standing before a wall. And you've been standing there. Some, some of you have been standing there a while and you don't know what to do. You don't know how to get around. You don't know how to get through it. And I felt like there might be a wall in your marriage. It might be a situation. I felt like the Lord said, you don't have to share your details. I felt like the Lord said, I want to I break down some of those walls because I came to set the captives free. And the prayer of agreement does that. And so these people, these are people, they're not perfect, but they're going forward. They're sowing. Once you rise to your feet. And look, let me tell you what I'm not going to do. I'm not going to beg you. Dude, if you know you've been standing while you and your wife or husband or your family or your situation personally, if you know you've been standing for a wall, come down and get prayer. If you're not saved, come down and get prayer and get saved. Let God change your life. So right now, I want you to just close your eyes. And just hold your hands out. And right now, just invite the Holy Spirit to speak to you. And even as I start praying, if you're ready to come, you come. Elisha's going to start singing. If you know somebody standing before a wall, go get them and say, I'll go down with you. But you come right now. Let someone pray with you. Father, in the name of Jesus, I just pray right now for your grace, Lord. God, I pray that uh, you'll heal and deliver. Some of you men, lay down your pride, man. Lay down your pride. If you're standing for a wall, you come. Coming after me. Don't look around. See, some of you are just staring and looking. I don't want you to stare. I want you to ask the Lord. And maybe you know somebody that's not here that's standing before a wall. Pray for them right now. Pray for them right now. If you know somebody that's just got a situation, you don't even know what to tell them anymore. Pray for them right now. If your marriage is stuck, your marriage is stuck, you come. Let somebody pray for you right now. Don't look around. If you're saved, be praying.
If you need prayer, you come. prayer you come we're not going to be here much longer man don't wait it's your opportunity come and let somebody pray for your marriage these are being prayed for I want everybody to look at me okay if you're out in the audience y'all keep praying they're being prayed for I want you to look at me here's the the reason I preach like this because sometimes to get over a wall in this kingdom in the kingdom of this world I need to be fruitful in the kingdom of God It somehow just helps me. Helps me get around and get over to be fruitful. I don't want to live my life saying this is the most important thing and clamoring after that. Does that make sense? There's nothing wrong with some of the things there. There's nothing wrong, but I want to live by this value system. By this one. So if that's your heart, if you're saved, that's your heart. God, I want to live by your value. I want you to just lift your hands high before the Lord right now. Just tell him, Lord, I want to be fruitful. Just tell him right now, Lord, I want to be fruitful. Lift your hands and just tell him, God, this world cannot help me. They cannot bring me what's really valuable. God, I want to make my life and live my life and make my life choices by your kingdom value. Just tell him, Lord, I want to be fruitful. I want to make those decisions. I want to live my life by your rules, God. Your way of doing things, your kingdom. 
Now, with your hands lifted up, just invite the Holy Spirit. Speak to me. Direct my path. Direct my path. Hold hands with somebody next to you. Hold hands with somebody next to you. I want to tell you I love you. Man, I love you guys. I want to see you successful. That's my greatest joy, is to see you successful. Okay? That's what pumps me and Amy is when y'all are doing well. Okay? Y'all are not here for me. I'm here for you. And I want you to understand God loves you. Okay? And so... I just encourage you, invite every day. He'll teach you how to be a good father, if you ask him. He'll teach you how to be a good husband. He'll teach you how to do your job. He'll teach you how to forgive. God, I don't know how to forgive. I don't know how to get over that, but I'm willing to learn. Show me. He'll teach you how to get over hatred. He'll teach you how to do things and have his peace that passes all understanding. You know what that means? That means when there ain't no reason to have peace, you got it. I love that. So I want to pray for you. Father, I thank you. The Super Bowl already happened, God, and you won going away on the cross of Calvary, Father. I thank you. Your victory has brought life to us. God, I just pray that your grace will be here. I pray that you will touch. God, I bless every family. I pray that they'll start having family time. They'll start reading the word together. They'll start talking to each other. And God, I pray that your grace will be sufficient. God, show them. If they cry out to you, I pray you'll speak to them with dreams and visions through eating how you want to speak to them, Lord. And I bless them today. Now, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord cause his face to shine upon you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Be blessed. Have a great day.